What is going on everyone? Trust the buzz here if you are new to the channel. I make Charlotte Hornets content, so if that interests you, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below if you cannot tell by the thumbnail title of this video. In today's video, we're going to be talking about the devastating news that LaMelo Ball fractured his ankle and will be out for the remainder of the season. Um, I think right now he's still getting multiple opinions. I, If anything, best case scenario is that he... This sounds crazy, but the best case scenario is that he is hurt. It's just not as bad, and the Hornets are using this as a reason to sit him. One, because it's just the smart thing to do if he is having any injuries with the last, what, 20 games of the season. And two, it increases uh, their lottery odds. Now, I'm pretty sure they're more concerned about his injury than lottery odds. If that's If they were to just be sitting him, it would be for his sake, not for lottery odds, but it works, you know, in both ways. Um, the worst case scenario is that he really is injured. And so then therefore, you know, he's going to miss a lot of time during the off season. And I, I'm pretty sure he'll come back during the off season early. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. It'll be easy to say like, Oh, well, you know, he has the whole off season to recover and he does. He hundred percent does. There's no rush whatsoever in him getting better. The concern would just be, how much of the offseason he's missing in terms of just being himself. That is the part that I feel like a lot of people do not understand with injuries. And I am one of them people. That's something that like I kind of really didn't understand and pick up on until last year. It's not about the recovery time. It's about how long is he playing as himself before the season. So if let's say, he, you know, the recovery time, I've seen anything from, you know, a few months to a couple of weeks, all kinds of stuff. And I think it's going to take a few months. So let's say it's four months, you know, after surgery it's four months. So you have let's just March is about to start. So March to April, April to May, May to June, June to July. And then what, July to August, August, September, September to October. So that's eight months. So. He probably won't be doing real uh, like basketball activity for the first four months in that, you know, so that's probably July. And then they're definitely going to, you know, it is the offseason, so they're going to take it a little slower. And then, I mean, he probably won't be like extremely playing basketball as himself probably until, what, September. And then you got September, October, then the season starts. So at the beginning of next season is just going to be rough for him because he didn't have a whole offseason to work out. He didn't have a whole offseason, not only to get better as a basketball player, but just to build up his body as an individual. Um, you know, so that's something you got to think about. And I don't feel like that. Like I said, it's thought about enough. I'm not too concerned. I guess I am concerned because, you know, it's another ankle injury, but I'm not too concerned just because he has shown that he can come back from these with no problem. Um, I mean, he, I mean, we still see him mess with his wrist. So, the injury lingers, but I feel like this is the first time in a long time he's really sat out. And to be honest, with the bumps and bruises he's had along the way of this this season in particularly, I think that it might be good to give his whole body a rest. It's something I think the Hornets really should have did a while ago. But I get it. I really truly believe, because I know some people are like, oh, they're trying to win. And as they were playing well, and they're on a five-game winning streak currently, as the day I'm recording this episode, um, I think that they weren't, I mean, they weren't trying to win. The team was just playing well. And I truly also believe that they're afraid of the penalty that could happen to those who tank on purpose. Um, and I know you could say the Spurs are definitely taking on purpose. The Pistons are definitely taking on purpose. And I don't actually believe the 
Rockets of all teams are tanking on purpose. You know what? In a way, they are tanking on purpose, but it's because they know that their roster is so bad and the players just don't mess at all that they're tanking, if that makes any sense. So they know, like, hey, if we put our roster out there and don't make any changes, we're going to be bad. And, you know, that's not necessarily tanking. So I believe they're following the rules. But I think the Hornets are actually afraid of happening and of something happening. And, I mean, it it would just be the Hornets' luck. They would be the ones to get caught. Now, Adam Sandler obviously hasn't said anything to the Spurs or the Pistons, at least that I know of. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something where, you know, it's because it's kind of been obvious that they're tanking. And then in the season, Adam Sandler was like, boom, this is your punishment for tanking on purpose. I don't know what that punishment will look like. And that's not even what this video is about, but that's just something to think about. I have no idea what that punishment will look like, considering I mean, you can't all of a sudden say, oh, well, you're, you know, we're removing the odds from you. It it doesn't work that way. So I don't know what's going to happen for that. But anyway, about LaMelo's injury, like I said, uh, yeah, it's just I'm concerned about how long it's going to take him to get back to himself. He probably won't be himself at the beginning of next season. Um, He'll be very raw. So I think that my point is I just don't think we're going to see any improvements in his game at the beginning of next year. So if LaMelo's the same LaMelo next year, not not mentally. I think mentally his game's going to grow. I mean, he's a very smart player. But I just mean physically, if there's some things he's still – like I I will actually say throughout this season he's becoming a better finisher. He's still not quite where we would want him to be, but he's becoming better. But not having a whole offseason where you can practice finishing is rough. And he's going through that this offseason. So – that is the iffy part about that is just him going into next year without too much physical improvement because, as they should, they're probably going to take their time with him and his workouts and just his injury and everything like that. Make sure he's 100% going into next season. So I wouldn't be surprised if you just didn't see much of him literally until maybe the beginning of the season. And even then, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they sit him out for a little bit longer or just have him come off the bench or just play, you know, short minutes. I don't know. But I just don't see no reason to rush this whatsoever. Like I said, he's been banged and bruised up all season long. I I say just rest him as much as possible and we'll go from there. Outside of that, we got to talk about the repercussions of LaMelo's injury. I mean, we know the season was over. I know people are saying the season's over now. I mean, it's been over, but these are the times where, you know, this is – in a way, this is good for the Hornets because they get to see what they have in the guard position. So I'm pretty sure they're going to keep Dennis Smith Jr. I, I don't see the reason why not to keep Dennis Smith Jr. I think that other guard position, because I think they want someone who can play point guard and shooting guard. And Dennis Smith Jr. technically can do that, but he's definitely more... It, he could be a shooting guard. One, he's just not a shooter. He can't. He's not that good of a shooter. But also... It just really depends on who's the point guard for him to be effective as a shooting guard. And I don't think that's what the Hornets are looking for. I think they're really wanting someone like James Booknight to be that tweener between a point guard and a shooting guard. A guy that, you know, in a certain lineup, he can play at a certain position. So let's say, like, in this case, LaMelo's out. James Booknight should be able to slide over to point guard, play point guard, Terry Rozier, play shooting guard. So on and so forth. And or if Terry Rozier is out, I wouldn't say injury. Don't want to put that on anybody. But let's just say Terry Rozier is taking a break. All right. So then you have LaMelo at point guard. And obviously LaMelo's uh, injury free in this scenario. But you put in LaMelo and then you can have James Booknight next to him. James Booknight has the length to be able to guard uh, other guards, uh, especially shooting guards, quick shooting guards, slow shooting guards. It doesn't matter. I think James Booknight has the size to be pretty pretty good on defense, even though it hasn't shown that you know in his career. But 
This is his time is my point. This is James Booknight's time to do what he needs to do in order to prove himself. Now, the reason it's so interesting is because I feel like Steve Clifford's the type of coach that every year he's going to give everybody a chance and then fill out the roster that way. He doesn't, he doesn't change the roster that much. If you look at the Charlotte Hornets when they're at their healthiest, the lineup, whether it's uh, the bench or the starting five, it's basically the same. I don't – think anything really changes. I mean, JT Thor gets some, some, you know, gets more minutes one night and less minutes the next night. But outside of like the core, the same eight is always the same. And I know he doesn't, you know, he mentioned that he'll change the lineup like every 20 games at the beginning of the season. Never ended up really doing that. Injuries made him do it, but he never did it himself. And the reason I say that is because at the beginning of next season, James Booknight can show up and be like, oh, look, I'm, you know, I'm, this is the James Booknight that you drafted. This is what you were hoping for. I can be that player. And then he starts to play under Steve Clifford. However, I don't think he has the ability to do that because I, I don't I personally don't think Steve Clifford is going to be the coach next year with Steve Clifford not being the coach next year. My thing is that James Booknight would have to show out now because if he doesn't show out now, that next coach is not even going to look his way when it comes time to kind of figure out what he wants to do with the lineup. Now, granted, the roster may change in general at that point, so I don't know about that. But as far as let's just say the whole roster is the exact same minus whoever we draft, which, you know, that could also definitely have an impact on it. The new coach has no ties to James Booknight, but we know that Steve Clifford does. I mean, he's it's tough love because he's benched, he's benched James Booknight. James Booknight's been sent up and down through the G League ranks, but we know at the beginning of the season, James Booknight and Steve Clifford broke down film early, like early, early in the morning before every practice, and they spent time together. That is something that the next coach has not going to have the privilege of doing I guess in a way he's not going to have that time of being with James Booknight and getting to know James Booknight on a personal level and just help him you know specifically elevate his game so James Booknight has to show up now so that that new coach can look and see okay this guy you know LaMelo was injured this guy showed up that is what the new coach is going to be looking for like I said I really don't think um, Steve Cliff is going to be the coach I don't think he wants to be a coach of another losing team because it's very possible that this team still isn't quite where we'd want them to be next year um, so we'll see eight the Miles situation is going to play a big part in that, to be honest. If Miles is back, I, the chances of Steve Clifford being the coach is higher. But if he's Miles is not back, it becomes lower. So, it, I don't know. It just depends on how you look at it. But my whole point is that with the metal injury, this is the time for James Booknight to step up. And, I mean, we're all hoping so. I want James Booknight to be successful. I mean, but I think he's got to want it. He's got to be willing to show himself on the court. Sometimes he looks frigid. Like, sometimes he just doesn't look. He knows what to do. Like, he forgot how to play basketball. And then sometimes he has to kill it. And think he just doesn't have the skill to finish. Or maybe he's just too timid to finish or just make plays. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's in that weird spot. But, I mean, you can tell he's talented. That's the thing. You can tell he's talented even when times it looks rough. You can tell that James Booknight is talented. It just – we – just haven't been able to really see it like the way we want to. We expected to see a lot of games like that one in his rookie year where we went against the Kings and he had like 22, 23. That's what we expected to see. Obviously not every night, but just every now and then. We haven't seen that at all. I don't even know his uh, season highs this year. It's like 14, I believe. So, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Um, I, and, I, I mean, Bryce McCowan's is good. I don't think he's 
I don't think the Lamelle injury affects him too much as far as Bryce McGowan minutes. I think Bryce McGowan is more of the the guard forward, not the guard wing uh, position. So I don't, point guard has nothing to do with him. Taylor Maldon is going to be an interesting one. That's someone I like, but it seems like he's. I don't know if that they know what they have in Tao Maladon, but they, you know, obviously they were going to give, if they were going to sign anyone to a full contract, it would be Bryce McGowan's. I don't know if that's it, and that's why Tao Maladon hasn't been getting the minutes. And also, he played a lot early, so I know that on a two way contract, you can only play a certain amount of games. I don't know. I don't know. Tao Maladon's not getting the minutes I thought he would get, um, especially considering it was just the, the, Injuries that's been going on and now with the Lamella one, I don't think he's going to get any more minutes. But like I said, I don't know if it's because they know what they have with him or if it's just more of a, you know, I mean, the season's almost over and we're not going to bring him back. So there's no point of really having him run and get these and get these minutes if we're not going to use them. I don't know. Let me know what you think down in the comment section below or if you're on the podcast. I don't know how you can I don't know how you can reach out to me if, if you listen to the podcast. Because Like I said, I'm uploading all my videos uh, to the podcast feed, I'll put the podcast feed link down in the description below. Um, I'm recording this Tuesday night, so hopefully I'll have this up Wednesday morning. Um, but yeah, uh, that I mean that really that really does it. Uh, let me know what you think about a Lamelo injury. Let me know what you think about how the Hornets should proceed. Um, it it just sucks, man. Because we were doing, you know, there was life in the team, and then for Lamelo to have that injury, it really sucks. I really didn't want to really even talk about the injury that much just because I hate seeing players, you know, no matter if they're my, on my favorite team or not, hate seeing players get injured, especially in the way LaMelo got injured, like a non-contact. Those are never good, it feels like. Um, so, you know, I just wish for a speedy recovery. Uh, but, yeah, uh, let me know what you think down in the comment section below. Also, I know I put out a poll. Um, so go on my community tab on my YouTube page and vote in that poll, please. Just because of the fact that I put that, like I might put 2k videos on the, on the channel, strictly Hornets though. Like I'm strictly just rebuilding the Hornets and I'll be something like we do every year where I go through a series every year and rebuild the Hornets a long-term series, not like a couple of videos or anything like that. It's in a weird spot, the poll. And, and this is me just rambling. I'm sorry, but uh, the poll is like 65% yes, 35% no, or something like that. Yeah, that's 100%. So, yeah, something like that with 23 votes. Go vote. I need, while that's a majority, like 65 to 35, I need it to be more of a discrepancy. So, if you're really against it, make sure you vote. If you're really for it, make sure you vote. Right now, it's in the point where it's like I want, I should do it because it's 65%, but at the same time, 35% is a lot to say don't do it. So, and I don't want to make another channel and then be like, oh, guys, subscribe to that channel. You know, it's just, I'm not trying to have y'all go all over the place for video content. I just want to do something that I thought would be fun. Maybe I'll stream it. And then if I could, t- I could take, I believe I could take the streams and just save them. Because I don't think there's really no reason, any reason for me to ever use streams like for games, like like the actual team. So maybe I can use streaming for when I am rebuilding the Hornets and y'all can kind of rebuild them with me and stuff like that and then upload that to the channel. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Or 65%, like I said, is enough for me to just upload and then if it gets too popular, then make it its own channel because then it would make sense. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Like I said, make sure you go just go vote in that poll whether you like it or don't. Like if you do not want 2K content, make sure you vote. You know, if you want 2K content, make sure you vote. I play. I'm going to play 2K regardless. I just thought it would be a cool way of kind of involving y'all because I see other YouTubers. You know, especially when they rebuild the Hornets, it 
they know basketball. Like a lot of people I watch who who do these rebuilds, they know basketball. It's not about their basketball IQ, but it's like some of the things. It's very easy for them to make decisions and stuff because they're so detached from the team. So I thought it would be fun to put a spin on it where. We are going to be, you know, like some players who probably should be traded. We might not trade or things we might not do just because we're attached to the team. That's kind of my spin on it. That's kind of what I was going for. But anyway, this video is running extra long for no reason. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.